Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning. Father, your word says that you have exalted your word above all your name. This morning, Father, we want to come and humble ourselves. And Lord, we want to surrender and submit to the authority of your word in our lives. And therefore, Lord, even as we, Father, meditate upon your word, I pray, Lord, that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And more importantly, Lord, that you would grant us a spirit of obedience, a meek, gentle, and a quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is very precious. And therefore, this morning, O Lord, I pray, Father, that, Lord, you would grant us open ears, open eyes, Father, that we'll be able to understand, we'll be able to see and perceive and understand the things which are close to your heart and that we will prepare ourselves for the days to come, no matter what those days are, O Lord. Father, we know that we are living in perilous times, for your word says, O Lord, in the last days, perilous times, fierce times will come, for men will become lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, than lovers of God. And therefore, this morning, O Lord, we want to surrender ourselves, and we want to prepare ourselves for the days that are ahead of us. And therefore, I pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you would strengthen us in your word strengthen our resolve strengthen us in our, in our faith strengthen us in our father in our steadfastness O oh lord and lord strengthen us lord in every area of our lives that have that is possibly growing weak for you said O oh lord to us to the church in sardis you said strengthen which are remain which those which remain in your life and which are about to die, I pray, Lord, Father, you would strengthen us, O Lord, in those areas, O Lord. Strengthen us by the power of your word and by the power of your spirit. Anoint us afresh this morning to be able to understand and, Lord, to be able to obey, Father, everything that you speak to us in this uh, through, through, the, through the preaching of your word, O Lord, Father. Thank you. To that end, I pray that you would bless this time for, uh, of, the, of the ministry of the word. We thank you. We praise you. For in Jesus' name, Amen. One of the characteristics that we should long, long to have and we should inculcate in our lives is the characteristic of being consistent. Consistent, right? Um, in our uh, old cricket team, I'm not talking about the, this cricket team, I'm talking about the old test playing cricket team. There was one guy who was called Mr. Dependable. You know who that guy is, right? Yeah, Rahul Ravid. No, he was he was literally the right hand man of uh, of uh, of our those days captain Ganguly. Okay, Ganguly was this flamboyant character. Nobody could depend upon him, but he was a captain. And those days, he was the most successful captain of the Indian cricket team till that time. And the reason why he was most successful because he was a, there was a guy called Rahul Ravid who was coming to his rescue all the time. Yeah. Mm, he was like Saul and uh, David, okay, something like that, some equivalent, something like that, okay. Um, and uh, and uh, and after that, uh, there was a website which came, and uh, one of my friends he subscribed to that website. It was a blog which was called IHateGanguly.com, uh, and uh, the reason why it was IHateGanguly was because they knew that this guy he would go. Nobody knows what he will do. Okay, he was inconsistent, consistently. Okay, so <laughs> there was one attribute and one of the things, in a good way I'm talking about, one of the things that God looks for in our lives is 
consistency and we have to inculcate that practice of being consistent okay when do when our strongholds broken when we do things consistently it's interesting that in order to bring down the walls of jericho they had to consistently go around the uh, uh, the walls of Jer- uh, jericho for six days and on the seventh day seven times consistently and then the walls came down god is teaching us certain things and what is that consistency to fight uh, jericho no to just be obedient in that little thing called doing those pradakshanas. Production is basically the Telugu term to go around the walls of Jerusalem, Jericho. Okay. That's a, that's all they had to do. And if they did, that is what we call as by faith the walls of Jericho came down. Right? That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. So one of the things to do those things over and over and over and over again till the strongholds in our lives are, bro- are broken is one thing that we have to look for in our life. See, there is one way to get delivered. Like we keep telling, no? What is what is it? We have something, just empty it off. Okay, that is being delivered at, at in one instant. But there is another way to get delivered. Slowly keep pouring the water in your life. The water of the word of God and all the muck and the filth will come out. Okay, from the holy place. Like we were talking about, no? The cleansing of the holy place. Get the filth out of the holy place, says uh, uh, Hezekiah. What is there in the holy place? What is the holy place? It, was, it is our thinking. It is our will. There is a lot of filth and junk in our holy place. The way we think. That is the reason why it says in Isaiah 55, My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Let the wicked man forsake his way. An unrighteous man, his what? His thoughts. Cleanse all your thoughts. And he's, that's what he says in Jeremiah chapter 4, if I'm right. He says, how long will you harbor wicked thoughts within you? Harbor. That fellow has come and put anchor. Harboring wicked th- thoughts within you. And the wild, that is a filthiness in our soul, which is basically our mind, the holy place, right? Our thinking, our will, our emotions, everything gets messed up with filth and that has to constantly be cleansed. Okay, consistently, the word of God has to consistently keep cleansing us so that we have a character which is consistent. Like gold. Okay, gold is consistent. Gold is gold. Okay, it's a consistency in its character. That is what God is looking for. Now, the reason why I, 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 I was, um, uh, was, uh, God brought it to my attention, I believe, is, was, I was uh, reading through Psalm 105. We'll go there in a minute, 106 actually. Psalm 106. So the reason why I wanted to go to Psalm 106 is because Pastor went to Psalm 78, and then equivalent is Psalm 106. There are two commentaries of the Old Testament in your Bible. Three commentaries, in fact. Psalm, one, Psalm 78 is one commentary. Psalm 104 and 105 is the second commentary. So, uh, sorry, 105 and 106 is the second commentary. If you look at Psalm 106, let us look at the first two verses only for our meditation today. Only two verses. Only two verses. In fact, just one verse. Okay. One verse for our meditation today. Praise the Lord. Oh, give. And we'll go on. Okay. One, one first three verses. Okay. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Like we, like Peter was praying, Lord, you are the same yesterday, today and forever. You will never change. That is the reason why it says in Malachi chapter 3, I the Lord do not change and therefore you are not consumed in your iniquities, O Israel. I don't change. I am consistent. Therefore you can come to me at all times and you cry to me, I will forgive you. The problem is you don't have tears. That's a different thing. Hmm? 
and then verse verse three. Look at this. This is my. This was something which grabbed my attention. I wanted to do a meditation on chapter one zero six, and then just one verse grabbed my attention. It says, "Blessed are those who keep justice, and he who does what righteousness. How long? At all times. Okay, that's my title of today's message. At all times? Question mark. See." That is the characteristics that is, that God is looking for and we have to practice it. The only way we can break a habit and ensure we stray, stay on the straight and narrow path is to be consistent till the end. Okay. Keep on doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again until it has become a part of our character. It's like second nature. It's become a part of our reflex action. What comes out <clears throat> is what is already there. See, trouble times don't reveal. Trouble times only show what is there inside of you. This is already there. This is a part of your character. This is how you will respond. <clears throat> it doesn't mean that you will not fall. Okay. Even when you come back, you are consistent in the way you come back. You understand what I am talking about. Let me show you. Let me show you three verse, uh, one verse and then we'll, we'll, we'll try to understand this. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 16. We know this verse very well. Hmm? 24 verse 16 in both, uh, you, can, you can also put in New Living Translation. For a righteous man may fall, no, not, not will fall, may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by the calamity. That one shot is enough for him. If you can put it in the NLT, it's interesting. <clears throat> they may trip seven times, the godly, but each time they will arise, but one calamity is enough to lay the wicked low. Finished, over. One calamity is over. That guy is done. There is no deposit. Righteousness has become a part of his character. So even when he or she falls, and when he turn back, turns back to God, he turns his the way he turns back to God is also righteous. He may fall. But when he comes back to God, also the way he comes back to God is fantastic. There is no unrighteousness in the way he turns back. That's the point. Okay. So we show, we'll show you some verses there. Micah chapter 7 verse 8 to 10. Micah chapter 7 verse 8 to 10. This is NKJV, okay? Look at this. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. Look at that confidence he's got in him. Not in him, of course, in God. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be the light to me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. I have sinned against him. But he has fallen, but I will rise. Until he pleads my cause and executes justice for me, he will bring me forth to the light. I will see his righteousness. And then, then she who is my enemy will see and shame will cover her who said to me, where is the Lord your God? My eyes will see her. Now she will be trampled down like mud in the streets. Okay. So even when he comes back to the Lord, there is a, there is a consistency. Okay. She falls and of course, hopefully he doesn't fall in the same area. <laughs> okay. But even if you fall in the same area. Okay. He comes back to God. John Piper calls this, you know, you know what he calls it? Gutsy guilt. <laughs> what, a, what a statement, what a phrase. 
So, consistency is important. Uh, there's some scary verses in the Bible. And one of the scariest verses you'll find is the book of Revelation. Okay, there's, a, there's only one book which will promise you a blessing if you read it. <laughs> you know what that book is? Revelation. Let us read that book. Why is it, why does it promise a blessing? Because it's got a lot of scary verses in it. 22 Revelation and verses 10 to 12. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. In Daniel he said, what did he say in Daniel? Seal the words of prophecy. No, in Revelation everything is unsealed, it's opened. Okay. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy for the time is at hand. And he says, he who is unjust, let him be unjust consistently. Still. He who is Filthy. Let him be filthy still. Okay, you want to be filthy? Oh, you are enjoying your filth? Oh, Baba, enjoy your filth continuously. Be consistent in your filth. Now that, that's what Zach Punam was telling uh, in one of his uh, teachings the other day was listening to him and he said, why is this book uh, written, uh, why is this verse written in Revelation? And uh, he says, I showed you all these verses as to what is going to happen to the wicked, what is going to happen to the righteous, what are the promises for the overcomers, and of all the things that I have said, if you still want to continue to be unrighteous, continue. But he who is righteous, what should he do? Let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him continue in his holiness. That is what it means. Let him do righteous at all times. At all times. And verse 12, and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone <laughs> according to his work. <laughs> oh, we are not saved by works. No, no, no. Okay, you will be given according to your works. You will be rewarded according to your works. God is not unrighteous. He is righteous. Okay. Alright, understand therefore. So, so I want to show you seven areas that we need to be consistent. Okay. How many? Seven areas. Seven areas. Okay. You can find more, but I, like, I'll choose the, uh, number seven because I was born on November 7th. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and all of, even pastor was born three times seven on the 21st. So it's fine. Uh, so seven is a good number. Consistent means the one who never changes based on the circumstances at all times. He remains the same. At all times, in all circumstances, his character is never compromised. Meaning, even if he falls, he will not compromise. He will say, yes, I've fallen. This is what I did. Please, Lord, have mercy upon me. He is not to try to justify his, his work and say, no, 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 I do not mean this. You know, somebody said, no, sin is like a brat nobody wants to own. That kid is not my son. It's like that. <laughs> who's, his, who's your father? I don't know. Father will be just next to him. You know, I don't, he's not my son. No, 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 no. So nobody wants to own him. But the guy who owns up. Okay. My goodness, my mind. <laughs> Sometimes it goes very, very crazy. You remember that song, Billy Jane? The kid is not my son. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Okay. So, 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 you see, every trial, every testing, or every fall, 
that he or she experiences results only in his purification. Okay. 12.6 proverb. Oh, sorry, Psalms. 12 verse 6. Look at what it says. Okay. 12 verse 6. Psalm. The words of the Lord are pure words like silver tried in furnace purified seven times. Seven times you will be, you will be purified. Seven times you may fall, but seven times will result in this purification process. Okay. The character is being born, is being born, is being built. First Peter chapter one, verse six and seven, if you can put it in the ESV, it'll be great. Hmm? In this you rejoice, it says, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, all kinds of litmus tests you are going through. To see what is there inside of you. Are you acidic or alkali or neutral? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> How you respond? Both are crazy. No. Acidic is also crazy. Alkali also crazy. Neutral is better. Okay. Both will burn. <laughs> okay. So he says, so that the tested genuineness of your faith how genuine are you as a person is something God wants. My goodness. You know, some, this is what has to keep on convicting you, you know. Am I genuine, Lord? There's a genuineness in my life. The guy cannot be bought. This guy, you cannot touch him. Daniel was that guy. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were those kinds of people. Oh, the king, we have made a decision. Okay. Whether you want, my God, if he wants to save us, he will. If he doesn't want to save us, sorry. But one thing, we will not bow down. Do whatever you want. Over. We cannot be bought. You cannot intimidate us. Okay. We cannot be bought. See, that is the reason why. Why do we keep on saying, you know, fasting is important. Why is it, why is it we say fasting is important? You consistently, constantly learn to say what? No. Yes, that's, that's the reason why. Practicing, no, 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 no. Stomach, no. <laughs> like pastor was praying, no. In the morning, he said, having preached to others, we don't want to. We don't. We ourselves don't want to be disqualified, sir. Therefore, what does what does Paul do? I beat my body to subjection, like a beat it, beat it black and blue, and I bring it to subjection. Keep it under me. Okay. So, because I do not want at any time to compromise. That is the reason why, you know what? How does Nebuchadnezzar uh, tempt the people in Babylon? By the food which comes from the king's table and the drink. That means I want you to get used to this fantastic lifestyle. Once you have this fantastic lifestyle, after having tasted that big, huge lifestyle, God is calling you to full-time ministry. Oh, first thing you'll say, no, 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 no. I'm used to this. I remember, no. Just in the night, Full money. <laughs> Our life was fabulous. Got used to that kind of a life. God has to say, you know, now we know it's very absolutely possible to live in the bare minimum. And want to make that bare minimum even more or less. Because bare minimum is always a relative term. No? For somebody, the bare minimum is a lot of things, no? Anyways, I'm not going to say all those things because it might create a lot of controversy. So may the Lord, the Holy Spirit convict you, okay? So what does he do? The tested genuineness of your faith, 
which is more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and the honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whose praise? Your praise, Baba. Not God's praise. God will always get his praise. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess when he comes back. There's no plan B for anybody. <laughs> but you want to be glorified along with him? Together, if you suffer with him, then you will be glorified together with him. So, he not only begins well, he will finish well, and he is consistent even to the end. Words of wisdom, Ecclesiastes 7, 8. I love this. What is the opposite of pride? Excuse me? Oh, no, 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 look at this. The end of a thing is better than it, than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than proud in spirit. Kya baat? Because proud, pride is essentially the sin of the, sin of the, ah, sin of the spirit. So what is the opposite of pride? Patience. Patient in spirit. You see, the end of the thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So, so, this is something which we have to inculcate by practice. Okay, by practice. I have to do righteousness at all times. We will come to that later. Alright. The bride has made herself ready. And it was given to her to be clothed in white garments. And white garments are the righteous acts of the saints. Oh, we have sufficient acts to clothe, I mean, to stitch for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be, we'll end up with a swimsuit, not with a robe. I'm using euphemisms. Derek Prince uses even more <laughs> deadly term. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what are the things that we need to practice? We'll start with the uplifting one. When you've fallen. Okay. Let's turn to Psalm 34. Hmm? And let's read from verse 1. Uh, you will read from verse 1. I will read from the heading. Okay. Let us see. A psalm of David, when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. Now think about it. Did he do the right thing? I don't know. <laughs> he pretended like a mad fellow. And then he departed after he left Abimelech. And suddenly he was inspired by the Holy Spirit writer. Psalm. And then he says this. I will bless the Lord at Kiabat. At all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. So one thing that we have to do at all times is what? Praise. Praise Him at all times. It is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks, it says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. It is the fruit of our lips declaring and confessing His what? His name. Hebrews 13 15. Please turn there in the ESV. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Look at what it says. Through him then let us, what? Continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Give thanks to the Lord. Okay. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Yeah. 
So, praise should be continually in our mouth. When, when did the, when did he have this kind of a praise? When he was in a spiritual high? No, not necessarily. Put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. He was heavy. He said, Lord, how would I mess up, Lord? His praise shall continually be with my word. Verse 3. Look at what it says. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let his, let, let us exalt his name. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. You have fears? There are fears and there are all fears. There are different kinds of fears. Fear of being found out. <laughs> the biggest fear. Fear of losing a reputation. Fear of hunger. Fear of lack. Fear of disease. Oh, fear of everything. How many insurance policies you can buy? Tell me. Think about it. By the end of the financial year, I will keep on getting one email. Insurance expiring, insurance expiring, insurance expiring. See, all my fears. He delivered me. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. And then it says, you turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. Hmm? This is what he says. For we do not want you to be ignorant brothers of, of a trouble which came to us in Asia that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. And then he says, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not Trust in ourselves, but in God who raises from the dead, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Kya baat hai? Kya baat hai? Who delivered us, who will deliver us, and who will deliver us in the future, in the, in, will still deliver. This is faith. I will praise him at all times. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears when, when I acted like a madman in my fear. That is faith, my dear brothers. I pretended, I acted like a madman. How many of us pretend, no? We feign. <laughs> As if we try to, there are a lot of fears inside of us. I remember my father when he was uh, growing up, no? There was one rowdy in his, in his college. This rowdy, <laughs> one day he, he said, said something to some one of his one of my uncle's friend, my dad's friends. He was scared. Hey, this fellow is going to come and beat me up. What do we do? So my dad had another friend. Okay, his name is Buji. Okay, Buji. Buji is like a common name, no? Uh, Buji. Say, Buji, Buji. This is what he has done. He's come and threat, come to threaten me. He said, "Don't worry." So he went before him. Started doing this. Okay. <laughs> Started, you know, folding up his sleeves and acting as if he was really, really strong and uh, very exercised, etc. So when he was getting ready for a fight, the show just he was getting ready for it, that fellow saw it and said, okay, thank you very much, I'll not fight with him, he went. But deep down inside of his heart, lub dub, lub dub, lub dub, lub dub. You see, we pretend as if we are fearless, but deep down inside of our heart, there are so many fears. We like, <laughs> and then we take a stand. <laughs> okay, we take a stance, like karate stance, and then we look to the left and look to the right. We want to flee. Okay. I mean, it's interesting, right? What a man. The guy who was absolutely fearless before Goliath, the Philistine, he acts like a madman before another guy, the king of Gath. 
Abhimelech. I mean, that's it. Something tells me, you know, our fear for, I mean, our fearlessness is not because some of something in, an, in, in, in and of ourselves. It is because we have a right standing with God. The righteous are bold as a lion. It's, it's something which we have to save, see from the life of David. One day, why is he so fearless? Because he had a right standing with God. And that day he knew, he knew that he was, he was succumbed to fear. And he was pretending like, pretending like a madman. Think about that. Verse 6. Let's see verse 6 of Psalms 34. Okay. This poor man cried, it says. What is that? Verse 6. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me. This poor man cried and he heard me and he saved him out of all his troubles. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and he saved him out of his... Who is this him, Baba? He's addressing himself to in, in the in the third person. He, this poor man cried, <laughs> and the Lord and the Lord saved and the Lord heard him and saved him out of us all his troubles. And verse seventeen, seventeen to nineteen, seventeen to nineteen. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them from all. So what should you do? Praise the Lord at all times. All times. This is an attitude of the heart. It is a decision that you make. Oh, I can't praise today. You praise regardless. You know, there's a, there's, if you go to uh, the military area, you know, there's, a, there's always, they, they have this placard, bash on regardless. Bash on regardless. I think it's, uh, some, some, some regiment, no? They have, every regiment has their slogan. Okay. Bash on regardless. Regardless of what I'm going through, I choose to praise you. I choose. You see, when you choose to praise, when you have a song in your lips, especially a godly song, oh, what a tremendous experience you will have in your spirit. There's a, literally a lifting up in your spirit that takes place. Okay. Just cry out and say, Trahimam! Trahimam! You know, there's a Telugu letter in Telugu it says, Devani Sarunu Jachyunna. I come and just fall at your feet, Lord. Okay. Deliver. Pray, praise at all times, regardless of what you're going through. So first thing. Okay. Continuously, at all times. Doesn't matter what you're going through. When you're going through, when you're going through trouble, praise the Lord. When you're going through success, praise the Lord. Okay. When you're hungry, <laughs> praise the Lord. When you're full, praise the Lord. I have learned the secret to be content in all circumstances, says that, says Paul. Okay. I have learned, I know how to abound, I know how to be abased in all things I know. That's the reason why he says, rejoice in the Lord. At all times, that's the word, penote, that's the Greek word, penote means at all times. At all times. Rejoice in the Lord at all times in case you forgot. And again I say, rejoice. Just in case you forgot. I just wrote it just one, one line before I'm saying it again. That's a very Hebraic way, you know. Okay, the very Hebrew ways of saying it. And again I say rejoice. And again I say rejoice. Okay, so let his word let us praise be continually on our lips. So, it's one practice. Praise the Lord at all times. Make it a part of your character. Okay. 
And you will have a song for every situation, isn't it? Right? Every situation has a song. If you want, go to the, go to the Bible. Okay. He says, if anybody is mourning, let him pray. Okay. And if anybody is happy, let him sing songs. <laughs> it says in James chapter 5. Sing songs. Every situation there is a song. In all speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs of worship. Spiritual songs. Alright? So, praise the Lord at all times. Second, pray at what? All times. Let us show, let me show you in Luke's Gospel chapter 18 in the NASB if you will. Okay? NASB. Okay? Luke's Gospel chapter 18 verse 1. Onwards. In the NSB. Are we there in the NSB? Thank you very much. Okay. Now he was telling them a parable to show, telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. See, this is a part of the character again, I told you. This is saying in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. And what did this lady do? There was a widow in that city. And she kept on coming to him saying, Give me legal protection from my opponent. Kya baat hai? What kind of a protection? Legal protection from my opponent. Meaning meaning, become my advocate. There is an opponent, there is an adversary. For, for a while he was unwilling. But afterward he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, and yet because this widow bothers me, Constantly keep on praying, 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 praying. Sometimes we sister also prays for one hour, one and a half hour. I'm, I'm like surprised only. And she can go on like that. It's become a part of her. Yet because the widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will what? Wear me out or wear me out. And the Lord, and the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him? So if if you are an elect, what should you do? Cry to him day and night. And will not will he not delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Don't lose heart. Pray to him at all times. Why should you pray to him at all times? I'll tell you something. There was you have to pray how long? Day and night. Why should you pray a day and night? This is a question. See, when I give a reason, then you will know, okay, this is the reason why I should pray day and night. God is a God who neither sleeps nor slumbers. And there is an enemy who neither sleeps nor slumbers. What's his job? Revelation. Chapter 12 and verse 7 onwards. Okay, And a war broke out in heaven. This is war going on in heaven. Okay, This widow is crying out to the judge. Judge is in the place of God. Opponent is who? The devil, Satan. Four names are given to the devil, by the way. At least four. Hmm? And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. So there was fought. There was war. I don't know what kind of Weapons they were using against each other. That will be interesting. You see, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God through the pulling, pulling down of strongholds, it says. The sword of the spirit which is the word of God. That means whenever you use the sword of the spirit, 
in the spiritual realm something is happening you wound somebody spiritually i don't know how that happens rapparava edutundo in the spirit how does happen in the spirit we don't know so when you fast here like daniel does for 21 days he wins the war upstairs there's a battle which is going on and he says the king of uh, persia came to resist me and michael came to my rescue says just gabriel says michael came to my rescue gabriel says the day you started praying i wanted to come with the answer but this fellow come the king of persia the prince of persia was fighting against me he says michael came to my rescue now i have come to give you the answer for 21 days it took for that heavenly realm to uh, to ease and then i am going back now who is going to come the prince of greece is going to come now now when is this happening the princess of greece is going to come several years later but the war is taking already in the heavenlies you see <laughs> and i don't know what kind of weapons are using okay most of the time it says the lord rebuke you i think it's words words have power that's what that's the reason why you know the angel of the lord stands before uh, next to joshua the high priest who's clothed in filthy garments and he says the lord rebuke you michael the archangel tells uh, tells the devil when they are fighting over the body of uh, who moses the lord rebuke you so words words have power hmm and the dragon and his angels fought but they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer and then what happened so the great dragon was cast out and four words are used for him four adjectives what is he he is the great dragon second he is the serpent of old now the word in greek is archaic from old time he was what serpent third he is called the devil and fourth satan four things are used for him first thing he is called what the great dragon so what does dragons do when you see a dragon you get leviathan no dragon is a leviathan in the bible can you make him a, make a covenant with the leviathan he says in job nobody can make a covenant with leviathan what is the leviathan one who intimidates with fear breathes out <laughs> that's what it says Saul breathing out this uh, what is that uh, threats against the church breathing out threats against the church god is saying you breathe out uh, threats against the church you have all the backing of the state you know what you're doing you're only kicking against the goats how long will you do it that is the power of our god yeah so he's breathing out threats dragon is also like, is that kind of what does he do he breathes out fire threats intimidations it's called the bullying spirit second is called the ancient serpent serpent name just chinna untadu it's a small thing it deceives it slides slithers and slimy serpent it comes with deception inside into your home third it's called a diabolos what is diabolos devil you know the nepali bible you know what devil is called diabolos you know you you're all listening to the bible yeah yes sorry diabolos hmm? and the fourth thing is satan which means adversary or the opponent four things are used first is dragon who is the one who threatens you intimidates you second thing the person who deceives you fourth thing he is a slanderer and fourth thing is an adversary or the opponent he comes and opposes you is a devil 
Satan. What does he do? He deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast on verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of, of his Christ have come for the accuser of brethren who accused before our God. How many days? Day and night. And what is she, what is she supposed to do? She's coming and praying to him. Day and night. He is sitting next to the God and he is saying, you know what Vijay did? You know the kind of things that he does? He cannot lie to God, by the way. But when he opportunity comes, he goes there. Complaint box. He, he has given me legal right. The accuser of brethren. That is the reason why he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the who? The devil, the diabolos, the accuser constantly seeking to see to divorce someone. But what should, what should you do? Resist him. So let me tell you something. There is a spirit of slander that is going on in the world. It's a spirit. Misinformation. Name calling. Character assassination. Gossip. You'll see that in the media. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't go to the media because it depresses me. For for one year, I constantly was looking at Fox and studying Fox, studying Fox. Okay, after a while, I said, "No, I'm not going to do it any longer because it's like depressing only. So much of misinformation, so much of slander. It's a spirit of Haman. And what is he doing? He is not resting day and night. That's exactly what God God asks." Uh, um, Satan, where where have you been coming? Left and right, up and down. One guy I see, I see, who never slanders. I mean, who uh, who's always strong. Do you know about him? Yeah, I know that fellow. Do you think he worships God for nothing? You blessed him. Slander. He has nothing good to say. I have seen. No, go to CNN. Not even one day you have anything good to say about Trump. Not even one single thing. See, at least one single characteristic will be there. Even in our great prime minister, there is something, one thing which is good about him. Something will be there. At least he speaks well. We can say, he's a great speaker who speaks his heart out. Monkey bath, no? So, something, something, something will be, will they, uh, they'll be good. But you know what? There's nothing good. This, this is a spirit of slander and misinformation, twisting of facts. Anything is twisted and twisted and it's like mudslinging all the way. Okay. It's a remarkable spirit. It's a spirit of slander. Slander. It's a spirit of Haman. What is it? It is the spirit of Haman. I'll show you. You know, you will not find this in your Bibles. Okay. It, you will find it in the Septuagint. In the what? Septuagint. I've now discovered the Septuagint Bible. Baba. It's a fab Bible. Okay. Let me read to you from the Septuagint Bible from Esther chapter 8 verse 1 onwards. Okay. You can put it up in the NKJV, but it's not going to really help you, but it's okay. Okay. Verse 1 onwards. On the day King Ahasuerus gave Queen Esther the house of Haman. The enemy of the Jews. Who's he? The enemy of the Jews. The word is actually adversary of the Jews. So let me show you what the Septuagint calls him. 
And in the day, King Artaxerxes gave to Esther all that belonged to Haman the slanderer. The slanderous spirit of Haman. Who is he? The Haman the Agagite. And we know what the word Haman means? Magnificent. Setun magnifique in Francais. Magnificent. That's one word which I used to like in French. Magnifique. C'est un magnifique cinéma. <laughs> magnificent movie. <laughs> okay. It's one magnificent guy. C'est un magnifique homme. In, if you want to put it in uh, Francais. L'homme. One magnificent man. That is what? Aman. But do you know what Bible calls him? Haman the slanderer. You know what Mordakai means? The little. That's what it means. <laughs> the guy is already humble. What does, what does little mean? That guy is humble before God. He's flat on his face before God. If he's flat on his face before God, why should he bow to Haman? You understand what I'm saying? If you're flat on your face before God, you don't have to bow before the devil. Period. It's over. No matter how many musical instruments that, that, that fellow says, even you listen to the flute and the harp and the lyre and the all kinds of musical instruments fall down and worship me. I am not going to fall. Why? I'm already fallen on my face before God. I'm a little man before God. I'm a Mordecai. See, this is slanderous. Look at what it says in Esther. We'll read from the, 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 the Septuagint later on. I want to show you something very interesting. Go to Esther chapter 3. Esther chapter 3, <clears throat> verse 1 onwards. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite. Okay, you know Agag, right? Okay, Agag. Who, who, who spared, who spared him? Saul, the great spared him. Now that is going to come back to haunt you now. And advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. I'll tell you something. Read Proverbs, sorry, Psalms chapter 12 verses 1 and last two verses. Last two verses of Psalm chapter 12. Last two verses of Psalm 12. Psalm 12, last two verses. You shall keep them, O Lord, who shall preserve, you shall preserve them from this generation forever. Verse 8, the wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the what a verse. Let us put it again. Only verse 8 in different translations. Okay. The wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Put it in uh, the NIV. The wicked freely strut about when what is vile is honored among men. Okay. On every side the wicked prowl as vileness is exalted among the children of men. Don't you see that on the streets nowadays? Vileness is being exalted. And the wicked are on freely on every side or without masks. While the righteous are saying, are, are, are being told, wear your masks and worship. MSG? From the wicked who collect honors for, for their wonderful lives. Oh, sorry. This is okay. That's, that's fine. The wicked prowl on every side when wildness is honored. So what happened? Esther chapter 3 verse 1. After these things, King Artaxerxes promoted Haman, the son of Hamadetta, the Agagite, and advanced him and set the seat above all the princes who were with him. And all the king's servants who were within the gates 
kings get bowed and paid homage to Haman for so the king had commanded concerning him. But Mordecai would not pay, would not bow or pay homage. And what did, what do people say? Verse 3. Then the king's servants who were within the king's gate said to Mordecai, why do you transgress the king's command? Why should I bow to this guy? He is not God. I only bow to him, my God, Yahweh. Now it happened when they spoke to him daily, he would not listen to them, that they told it to Haman to see whether Mordecai's word would stand. For Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. Okay. And Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage. Haman was filled with anger. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. For, he would, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. He wanted to finish off all the Jews. Instead, Haman sought to destroy the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Artaxerxes, the people of Mordecai. And then what happened, verse 7, in the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of the king of Artaxerxes, they cast what? Pur, which is a lot. They constantly keep on, when should we do it? When should we do it? This is basically, you know, going to their uh, demons and asking. Uh, that is the reason why that, that festival is called, you know what? Purim. Oh, okay. When they celebrate the death of Haman. Okay, they're trying to cast lots to destroy Mordecai. Finally, the lot, lot fell on him. <laughs> Excuse Is it back? Is it back? Alright, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. He would not pay homage. And then, and verse 8. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all the peoples and they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is fitting for the king to let them. Is it fitting? Is it not fitting? It is not fitting for the king to let them remain. This is slander, gossip. Slander to finish them off. Finish them off. The spirit of slander. And what is he doing? There is a slanderer called who? devil who is bringing accusations against the brethren. How long? Day and night. So what should you do? Pray at at all times, day and night and say, Lord, avenge me of my adversary. (laughs) In other words, Lord, let me be covered in your righteousness and whenever I fall, let me repent and come back, be under the covering of your righteousness. He is called the what? The high priest of our what? Of our confession. Therefore, 1 John will say, chapter 1 will say, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. And you will not give a little space to the devil also to bring accusation against you. That is what praying praying at all times means. Being covered under the righteousness of God at all times. 
praying, 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 never losing heart. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In verse 9, resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers all around the world. So, how do you resist? James chapter 4, verse 7, we'll say, mm, onwards. Submit yourselves to God. That means become a Mordecai. Little fellow who bows only before God. And resist the devil. Don't be afraid of him. And what will he do? He will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Cleanse constantly. Don't ever give a little space to the devil. Be clothed always in the righteousness of Jesus. Isn't it interesting? That guy who comes to the wedding feast without the wedding garment... And God calls him, friend, what happened to your wedding garment? And he was speechless. That means he couldn't answer. He was without answer. He could not answer. Why is it that you are naked? No answer. That means he couldn't defend himself anymore. (laughs) He could not justify. He is completely laid bare before God. Humble yourselves. Verse 9. Lament. Mourn. Weep. Bah. Three things. This is, you know, all kinds of varieties of mourning you do. Lament. Mourn. Weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will rise you, lift you up. So how did Mordecai humble himself with fasting? And he said, he put on sackcloth and ashes. And he called madam. And he said, this is what is happening. Oh, I don't know. Nobody can go to the king unless he calls you. Hello, madam. For such a time as this, you are there. And if you don't do it, God will bring deliverance to his people from somebody else. Somebody else. From somewhere else. But you will be destroyed. And you know the story. Humble yourselves. Continuously you know, that is what I say, no? We, what we call is keeping short accounts with God. All the time. Okay. Pleading the blood of Jesus, rising up early in the morning. That's what, you know, pastor keeps saying. Get up in the morning, set your house in order. Don't let the sun go down in your anger and don't give space to the devil. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Do not give the space to the devil. Let not your sun go down on your anger. Settle accounts with everybody. Your wife, with all the people whom you have to settle accounts with, primarily with God. Pray at all times. Third, go to Galatians chapter 4 verse 18. Galatians chapter 4 verse 18. Okay. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing. Why? When? Always. That means at all times. And not only when I am present with you. That means burn consistently. What did I say? Burn consistently. 
don't become a fire which burns and after that it's gone. Fan back to flames. Then Paul has to tell Timothy. He's gone out. Burn consistently. Especially he says, not only when I'm present with you. Philippians chapter 2, we know this verse is very well. Verses 12 and 13. Look at what he says. How do you burn consistently? How do you be zealous consistently? Therefore, my beloved, as you have obeyed at all times, in other words, not as in my presence only, but now, <laughs> much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Be zealous at all times. It means work hard at all times. Just because you got a grand slam, what are you going to do? Relax? You know what? He's back to court now for his next master's. Who is he? You know it. Back to court. That's what his uncle told him, you know? You know what his uncle told him? When he got his uh, first title, ATP title, his coach, his uncle is coach, right? He showed him the first ATP title and he said, do you see this title? He said, he was so happy that day. And he told the same title was won by so many other players in the previous years. At least 10 players in the previous years. So he brought all the statistics. Name number one. He won it in 2000 something. Do you see his name now? No. Over. Gone. Another name. He was, he won in 1996. Do you see his name now? Gone. He showed all the names. Do you see anybody's name? He looked at his uncle and he said no. So don't get too carried away with one victory. I mean, that is the reason why I like that guy, you know. One victory. Who is that? Of course, for people who don't know, it is the great Rafael Nadal. Okay, now who was equaled Federer. What a tremendous guy. Do you see all these people? They're gone. Dimas has forsaken me. Having loved this present age. Gone. That is the reason why the end of a thing is better than its Beginning and the proud in spirit is worse than the patient in spirit. Or patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So what is patient in spirit? A guy who will consistently be constant all the time. Burning consistently. Today 100, tomorrow 75, next day 30, again next day 100. No. If this fellow is being sent to the test, test cricket, that means he will go and he will put, he will have his breakfast, lunch and dinner there. Like Chateswar Pujara. He will, what we call as, drop what? Anchor. Finished. You see that? That is what we call as zealous all times. Lot of people are like flash in the pan. Christianity, no? Can you imagine? You should, you should see the commentators when they say, this guy's will to win has not subsided. After 15 years on tour, 16 years on tour, 2005, I think it was the first Grand Slam he won, 2020, 
13 grand slams in Pete Sampras has got 14 grand slams in all in all this guy has got 13 French Open only and it says the toughest and the most grueling exercise in sport is to win the French Open because it's it tests you in every department your power your speed your precision your tenacity to win it once that only Federer can do to win it 13 times, Rafa can do. You see? And they say, even to next to 2021 also, they have already given him French Open. Nobody is going to take his crown because that guy is like that. Consistent. That every day he goes back to the practice courts. Today he has preached a fantastic message, let's say. And tomorrow what is going to happen? Ah, relax for the next seven days. No, it's not going to happen. Go back to the drawing board. Take your book and start working. That is how I draw inspiration. Hmm? Today was a fantastic worship service. What will you do? Ah, let me relax. No, go back to the drawing board. Go back to your secret closet of prayer. And say, no, Lord, next time let it be much better than what it was yesterday. Yeah. That is what we call as consistently burning, zealous for God at all times. That means, what, see, one of the, uh, one of the living things, the organisms that we should learn from is the ant. Okay. And when does ant gather its food? In summer. In India, it is always Summer, okay. Therefore, in all seasons, you will find one fellow is always working in your home. You will be sleeping. That fellow is always working. Have you seen ants taking rest? You are all laughing. It's true. You go to your washroom, that fellow will be there. Go to the kitchen, that fellow will be there. Constantly teaching you a lesson. Are you slept and came and came to brush your teeth? I did not sleep. <laughs> I did not sleep. Oh, you slept and came to have your breakfast. I did not sleep. I'm working. You take rest, but I don't take rest at all. Indefatigable. That is the reason why you know what Jesus says. It is there is one time the, the night is coming. I must do the works of God while it is still day. The night is coming when no man can work. Those who sleep, sleep in the night. Those who are drunk are drunk in the night. But we are of the day. day. Okay. So that is the reason why it says in Proverbs chapter 6. What should you do? What should you, what does it say in verse 6 onwards? Go to the anti-sluggard. Next time in, in, in India, it is all summer. Every day is summer only. Now, even winter, how long we do we have winter? Few, few months we will have the so-called winter. We call it winter. People will not call it winter. If people are coming from US and Canada, they will say, this is not winter, this is summer. So ants also say, this is not winter, this is summer. Because there are only three kinds of weather in India. Hot, hotter, hottest. Okay, so it is hot during winter, hotter during monsoon, hottest during summer. Okay, so only three kinds of weather. So what do hands do? Work through the year. If I say these kinds of things, people will get upset. 
Oh, we should take regular breaks. Huh? Regular breaks. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, no ruler. What does it do? Provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, you sluggard? When will you rise up from your sleep? A little sleep? A little slumber, a little folding of your hands, so shall your poverty come down, come on like a prowler and your need like a armed man. That guy is like constantly on the job. I'll show you a verse in uh, John's Gospel chapter 17, verse 1, 2 and 3. I like those verses. Actually, just show, show me verse 3. Uh-huh. Uh, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. Us too, sorry. Let's see. No, sorry. Just a minute, I'll show you the exact verse. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, I'm gonna, what am I going to do? I'm going to rest from my labors. Where? At the right hand of the Father. Is he going to sleep there? No. <laughs> He's forever making intercession for us, by the way. Verse 4. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work that you have. So that is the reason why he tells Sardis. Sardis, 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 Sardis. You have a reputation that you are alive, but you are dead. Because I did not find your works, what? Complete, perfect before God. Therefore, strengthen the things which are about to die. Okay. Otherwise, I will strike your name away from the book of life. Understand this. Understand this. Okay. So, don't sleep. Meaning, don't have this attitude. That means, be on the job constantly, consistently. On the job. I, I, I tell you, you know, whenever I used to take a break, my professor used to get upset. Vijay, Vijay, Vijay. Research is momentum. You came in the form now. You have become an informed batsman. Keep the form. Don't lose it. But what do we do? Oh, we need regular breaks. And children, do you say, they need regular breaks after every 30 minutes. 35 minutes, 40 minutes, maximum they can stand in a class. After that, they have all kinds of problem. Prostate problem. They need a caffeine shot. Understand this. Oh, you know, they can't concentrate for a long time. We should be gentle on them. I tell you, these kinds of things we sometimes we hear, you know, from parents in our school. Oh, you, oh. Train up a child when he is young. And when he grows old, he will not depart from it. It's a hard work. To make him consistent in one area, sit and study. He doesn't have to be intelligent, but he has to be diligent. Average student you can be, Baba. God has no problems with that. But diligence is what he's looking at. 
Look at what it says in verse 24 of 45 onwards of Matthew chapter 24. 45 onwards of Matthew chapter 24. Look at what it says. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant whom his master made ruler over his house to give him food in? That's what Paul tells Timothy. Be ready. In season, out of season. Blessed is that servant whom his master when he comes will find so doing. That means he's not asleep. <clears throat> and this verse 49 uh, uh, onwards. <clears throat> oh sorry. Assuredly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. And what does he do? And belongs to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with his drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and an hour that he is not aware of. And what does he do? And he will cut him into two and appoint his portion with the what? With the hypocrites, with the pretenders. <laughs> Lot of people pretend work. They will pretend hard work. They will move like Achilles. They will pose like Achilles, but they are not Achilles. You remember the Trojan War? Seen, seen? The thing? Array, this guy, master, he was moving like you. He was swinging the sword like you. He had a figure like you. Everything was like you. But he was not you. That we didn't know. And what happens? He's slaughtered. See, war will <laughs> will show you what kind of a person you are. And Ahab knew he was going to die. What did he do? He started pretending. Disguised himself. Somebody randomly shot an arrow, Baba. Random. And that random arrow went through that random hole in his armor and randomly killed him. Wow. Kya baat hai? Kya baat hai? Okay. Don't try to pretend me before, pretend before me Ahab. Don't try to. You already been exposed in the spiritual realm. Okay, your covering is gone. So if you try to hide, hmm, you'll be found out. Okay, understand? Okay, so be zealous at, uh, so first what did he do? Praise at all times. Second, pray at all times. Be zealous in your work, whatever ministry that God has entrusted into your hands, be zealous at all times. So what does it, what does it say in Titus? He has, he has prepared for himself a people who are zealous for good works. The zeal of God, what? Consumed him, it says in John's Gospel chapter 2. Not like Jehu. Jonadab. Jehonadab, sorry. Jehonadab, the son of Rehab. Rahab. Rahabite, right? Is your heart loyal towards me as my, as my heart is loyal towards you? Yes, sir. Come with me. Give me your hand. I will show you the what of the Lord? The zeal of the Lord. He finishes everybody. After that, he goes back to the sons of, the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin. Finished over. His zeal is gone. Let me show you the zeal for the Lord. Let me show you the zeal for the Lord. Let me show you the zeal for the Lord. After he finishes his task, the zeal is gone. You know what God says? I would have prolonged your kingdom forever, but only for four generations now. After this, you will be over. Finished. And he tells one of his sons, Elisha says, one of his sons, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. 
shoot the arrow. My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Come here, come here, come here. Open the east window. Take the arrow. Take the bow. Shoot. And he says, he shoots the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. Now take this arrow. Strike the ground. Tongue, tongue, tongue. Is it over? And it says, the man of God was angry and he tells him, you should have struck the ground five or six times, but now the Syrians will, you will have victory over the Syrians. How many times now? Only three times. Three times, uske baad, over. Three grand slams, retire. What happened? Our great Andy Murray, no? Three is over. Finished. Uske baad, no juice. All, it's very interesting, no? You should see the way in the ATP, ATP, uh, this association of, in this association of tennis players, you should see what the kind of language the journalists use. The kind of tennis players that we have now in Federer, Rafa and Nadal, and the next generation, generation, you know what they call him? The journalist? Pretenders. Literally they call him pretenders. This is the words that they use. These are all pretenders. They don't have substance like Nadal. They don't have the work ethic like this kind, these kinds of guys have. The, the discipline and the, and the work ethic, the, 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 what do you say? The willingness to stay strong and overcome every obstacle. No, one obstacle they will give up. They cannot be consistent Two tournaments in line, in 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 in, uh, in order. You cannot. It's amazing. You see, they're all pretenders. They are hypocrites. Okay, they only pretend hard work, but there is no substance in them. Okay, understand this. Okay, so be zealous at all times. Third one. That means, don't become an eye pleaser. Whatever you do, do it as unto God and not as unto man. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 57 to 58. Hmm? 57 to 58. Hmm? It says, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. Ah. Uh, at all times abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your lab in labor in God, labor is not in vain in the Lord. Labor in the Lord is not in vain. Okay, not labor outside the Lord. Labor in the Lord is not in vain. So if he's steadfast, immovable, and always or in all times abounding, not just doing little little, abounding generously in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So that is the third, fourth. Be faithful in your relationships. How many times? At all times. Now go to Proverbs chapter 17 verse 17. Okay. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 17. Okay. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Boy. You see, all these people of strength of character are those people who will really stand by you, whatever the times. Good times, bad times, whatever times. 
Look at what it says in Second Samuel chapter 15, verse 21, 20 onwards. Second Samuel chapter 15, verse 20 onwards. Whom am I talking about? Ah, uh, itta the gittait. In fact, you came only yesterday. Should I make you wander up and down with us today? Go ittai. Since I go, no, I go, I know not where. Return and take your brother and back. Mercy and true be with you. And you know what Ittai says? But Ittai answered the Lord, the king and said, As the Lord lives and as my Lord, the king lives, surely whatever place my Lord, the king shall be, whether death or life, even there your servant also will be. And you know what Jesus says, because you have been with me from all these days, I no longer call you my servants, I call you my friends. You stuck with me, I know it. Good times and bad times. Friend, can you put it in in uh, in in the New Living Translation, 1717 Proverbs. Hmm? A friend is always loyal. And a brother is born to help in time of need. Now, what kind of a brother? He's not talking about brother of the, of the, of the flesh and blood. He's talking about a spiritual brother. He's loyal at all times. Hmm? Message is very interesting. Okay, a friend loves through all kinds of weather. Every kind of weather is there. Okay, he doesn't change with, with when the weather changes. He is there through the storm, through the calm, through the everything. He rejoices when you rejoice. He is happy when you are successful. In fact, he says, I am only the friend of the bride, bridegroom. Okay, and this my joy is, Finished, complete. I'm just his friend. He should increase. I should decrease. What an attitude. That's what Jonathan had. You should increase. I will decrease. Take my everything. He makes himself vulnerable. He hands over his sword to him. Can you imagine? And bows down before him. That means, you know what is it? I'm giving myself into your hands. My life is literally in your hands now. That's what it means. Handing my sword to you. My head is on fire, but my feet are cold. On an average, I'm fine. Okay? <laughs> okay. Understand that. Okay? Verse 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 9 onwards. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 9. Three kinds of people. Okay? First he says, uh, can you put it in uh, NKJV and whatever? Okay? Get here as fast as you can. Which verse, which translation is that? Okay. Okay. 999 verse 9. Okay. Be diligent to come to me quickly. He's telling Timothy. Make every effort, other translations, to come to me quickly. Because Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. And who is left with me? Only Luke is with me. Stop there. Get Mark along. Now I, now I knew that he also changed. So credit him, get him along. Now he's also beneficial, useful for me in the ministry. See how few people there are. A righteous man, a faithful man who can. 26 Proverbs. Proverbs 20 verse 6. Hmm? Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. But who can find a faithful man? 
right? Look at what it says in uh, 27.6, Proverbs. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are are deceitful. <laughs> the faithful are the wounds of a friend. So what does a friend do? He will wound you. No, no, don't go around, don't go on, go around wounding others because if you want to get the right to wound, something else you have to do. What should you do? 1824 of Proverbs. Okay, so all these Proverbs you have to look to, look to, uh, look at, look at them together. A man who has friends must himself be, ah, friendly. You see, first, in order to, you have to gain the trust first. Or just don't go and rebuke. <laughs> gain the trust first. You remember we had a question and answer session. Uh, how often I can go and uh, correct somebody else. Uh, first you gain the trust. Not everybody will come and take rebuke from, a rebuke from you. First gain, gain the trust. Over a period of time you have established a relationship. It takes a long time. Therefore, it says in uh, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24. 18-24. Yeah. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks who joins himself as close as a brother. He will not forsake you. He's there with you at all times. Okay. Okay. Oh, this church, no, no, next church, no. Loyal. Stick there, be there. Whether this time, you know something, when you go through as a bunch of guys through adversity, you know what will happen? You become strong in your relationships. You know that you can trust each other, that you can, that you have each other's back. You see? Trust has to be earned like that. 141.5. If you ask me which book, let me pray for you, okay? Psalms 141.5 says, let the righteous, what? Strike me. It shall be kindness. Let him rebuke me. It shall be what kind of oil? Excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it. Bah! You want anointing? Oh, you think that Saul will come and put, I mean Samuel will just come and put anointing? No, no, no. He will rebuke you. That is anointing. You loved righteousness and hated lawlessness and therefore God, your God has anointed with you, you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Why? Because you like this. The right, the righteous strike me, it shall be kindness. Let him rebuke me, it shall be as an excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it, for still my prayer is against the deeds of the wicked. I will not change. Faithful at all times. These are all characters. You will not change. This guy I know is going to be faithful. Once you have said yes, over. So that, that relationship is going to stand. Only you have to kick me out. But I am going to stick with you. <laughs> you understand what I am talking about? I am there always. I cannot be bought. This friendship cannot be compromised at any time. That is the reason why. That is the reason why he says... Okay, keep on loving one another. For the love covers multitude of sins. Keep on loving one another. A tale bearer reveals secrets. Or a friend can be trusted with a secret. Okay. Keep on loving one another. For a love 
covers uh, a multitude of sins. Okay, so we have four things we looked at. First thing, praise at all times. Second thing, praise at all times, pray at all times. Third, be zealous at all times. Fourth, be faithful at all times. Fifth, be content Ah, at all times. Okay. Let me show you the spirit over here. Okay. This is Proverbs chapter 15. Oh, sorry. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18, 19, 18 to 20. 18 to 20. Yeah. Three verses. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. As a loving deer and a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured by your, by her love. Now think about this is just not talking about marriage. Okay, this is talking about us. You are married to whom? To Christ. Let you be content in that relationship with Christ. How, how long? At all times. Okay. In verse twenty-one, it says, "Okay, twenty. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman, be embraced in the arms of a seductress, like who? Solomon? So not Solomon and Samson, both." For the ways of the man are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. And verse 22, finally, his own iniquities entrap the wicked man and he is caught in the cords of his own sin. Understand that. Therefore, be content in all situations. Content. I am content. How, when, when, we, when you should be content? When you have food and clothing. Be content. I have food on my table, clothes to wear. Okay, look at what it says in First Timothy chapter 6. And verse 6. Onwards, okay. Now godliness with contentment is what gain? Great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we will carry nothing out. And having food and clothing doesn't also say drink. Okay, it's interesting. With these, you shall be contentment. Food, food includes water also. Okay, not uh, <laughs> verse nine. But those who desire to be rich, meaning who are not just satisfied with food and clothing, who also want to have roti kapda makan. Okay, that is uh, home. <laughs> what happens? They fall into a temptation and a snare. And into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men to destruction and perdition. Kya baat? Content for the love of money. Just enough. Enough, enough. Be content. Content. Only one thing that you should not be content. In your relationship with God. You should have what we call as a divine discontentment. As the dear pants for the water so my soul longs for you O god that there should there is no limits over in in the in that area okay you should never be content with your word keep on reading 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 studying and studying 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 and studying okay be content at how many times at all times so we have four things five things we looked at pray at all times Praise at all times. So praise at all times. Pray at all times. Be zealous at all times. Be faithful at all times. Be content at all times. Sixth one. 62.8. Not Isaiah. Psalm 62.8. Okay. You know this verse very well, no? What does it say? Trust in the Lord at 
all times. You people pour out your heart before Him. Kya baat hai? God is a refuge for us. Pause there. Trust in the Lord at all times. That means at every given instant, you have two options. Either to trust in the Lord or to trust in the arm of that we sang that song now. The arm of flesh will fail you. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 onwards. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in God for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters whose which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit. And then but the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And verse 6, 17, verse 5 and 6, 5 and 6. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord. That is the reason why be very careful. Let there be no unbelieving heart which causes you to depart from the living God. Be careful. Unbelieving heart which causes you to depart from the living God. Be fa- be, that means trust in the... What does it mean? What does it mean? Be filled with the Spirit all the time. That's what it means. Don't trust in the flesh. means trust in the Spirit. What is a natural man? Who is a natural man? A man who is devoid of the Spirit according to Jude chapter 1 verse 19. If I'm right, 17 or 19. Let's see. Yeah, 19, 19, yeah. There are sensual persons or rather natural people who cause divisions. They do not have the spirit. They are people of the flesh. Right? I, again, second, first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 onwards. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 onwards. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual, but as what? Carnal, as to what? What in Christ? Babes in Christ. Cannot give you solid food. Stop there. Okay. Be filled with the Spirit. That is the reason why it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. How long? All times. Okay, you see that? All times. Okay, that means this cannot be done in your own strength. You need the Holy Spirit at all time. That is the reason why he says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, having begun in the Spirit, are you trying to be made perfect in the flesh? Don't try. Don't try in the flesh. Don't try with your intellect. Okay. I told you, right? Either you're emotional, at the max, at the best you are intellectual, but very few are spiritual. So trust in the Lord at all times. And finally, Psalm 106 and verses 3. Just read. Verse 3. Blessed are those people who keep justice and who does righteousness how many times? At all times. What are these righteousness? At least three. How many? At least three. First, in order to get this in context, turn to Revelation chapter 19 and verse 7 onwards. Okay. 
Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready because she is always consistent. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. They do righteousness at all times. So what are these righteous acts? First thing, not having your own righteousness, but having the righteousness which is from God. That is what it says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 to 9. 7 to 9, that's enough. Okay. Okay, 7 to 9. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted for, counted, uh, uh, loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, not and be found where? In him, not having my own righteousness which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is by faith from God. Faith, a righteousness which is from God alone. Okay. How can you believe if you seek the glory which comes from one another, but those who don't seek the glory which comes from God alone? He is a Jew who is not one outwardly, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly and what? <laughs> whose praise is not from man, but from God. Circumcision is of the heart and not of the flesh, is of the spirit, not of the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Okay, so, three righteous acts. What are those three righteous acts? Now we go to NASB, Matthew chapter 6. And verse onwards, one onwards. The bride has made herself ready and was granted to her to clothe herself in what garments? White garments. Okay, what garments? White garments. And what are these white garments? The righteous acts of the saints. Now let us see. Verse 6, chapter 6 verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men be to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward. With your father in heaven. That means you don't have any more their rewards. You will not be given any clothes to wear. To become clothed as a bride. Bride costume, you know, no? It has to be a flowing robe. You know that, right? With several rehearsals. No, just in the time. But I think it was at least two months it took her, took for her to. Oh, everything should be carefully done. Nowadays, of course, people go and buy a ready-made, but she was not content with the ready-made. Very meticulous, okay? It's a good thing. It's very interesting, right? Can a bride forget her ornaments? Can a bride a bride forget her uh, wedding garment? But what do my what did my 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 people do? They have forgotten me days without number, said God. Days without number. Beware of practicing your righteous acts before men to be noticed by them. What is that? What is those righteousness? Let's read from verse 2 now. So, when you... Next two. Like verse 2, verse 2. And how do I proceed? Yeah. Verse 2. So, when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet. Give it in secret because you want praise from whom? God. And not from man. That is your righteousness. So, you are giving... It has to be what? Nobody should know. Can be, can you do like, can you do without nobody knowing how much you are giving? That will be great, no? What a tremendous, um, 
That is the reason that pastor gives saying, we don't want to know. Because it's not good for you. Let it be between you and how much you give. Hope we have sufficient clothes there to wear. So that means we have given sufficiently in secret. Otherwise, no reward. That's a problem. The moment uh, you uh, you gave it without, without being, I mean, it's not in secret. What happens? One garment gets cut, cut over there. Finished. We don't want those things to happen, no. You want sufficient garments to stitch for ourselves a long flowing robe. That's the reason why it says, the bride has made herself ready. It says, a bride which is gorgeously appareled. That's what it says, no? She looks stunning that day. And everybody has to stand. People who sit also when they see the bride, they will stand. That's what is going to happen in heaven. Everybody will stand. That will be a glorious dress. Shining, shining only. Hmm. So don't practice your so your giving. That is the reason it says pure and undefiled religion. Huh, I didn't I didn't for, for, uh, I didn't complete a sentence. Pure and undefiled religion. No 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 no. Yeah 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 yeah. No, come on come on come on. We'll, we'll, don't don't. That is cheating. Huh? If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> pure and undefiled religion. Before God is this. What is that? That you should visit the orphans and the widows and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. That is what is righteous acts. Okay. So we do we have opportunities to serve the orphans and the widows? Oh, plenty. So at least GTC should have plenty of roads once we reach there. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. How many of us have the desire to do it though? The orphan and the widows in their misery. James chapter 1 actually for you to, uh, for those who do not know. I, I, I forgot to keep that. Okay, James chapter 1 and verse uh, 19. 27, sorry, thank you. 27, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Pure and undefiled religion before God. I like that is the reason why I said before God. No, And Father is this to visit the orphans and widows in their trouble. Actually, the, you know the word and to is not there in your original. It's in italics. Hmm? So if you remove those two words, two words, and to, and you read it without and to, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this to visit the orphans and the widows. To keep yourself unspotted from the world. In other words, to keep yourself unspotted from the world, what should you do? To visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble, in their misery. This is pure and undefiled. I hope we have all these ropes. <laughs> okay. Understood. Those who practice righteousness at all times, just not one day. At all times. Another righteous, righteous acts. Verse 5. When you pray, pray in what? In other words, have a secret prayer life. That is commendable before God. Most important, 16. 
when you fast do not put a gloomy face like the hypocrites do <laughs> you say oh i'm fasting today oh i worked so hard today pa no 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 can you have a fresh look all the time boy have you given eat something he said today to jesus i i have i already eaten who has brought food to food for him to eat <laughs> to do the will of god is food for me what a man to do the will of god is food for me it means once he did the will of god what happened suddenly he got strength supernatural strength for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting truly i said to you they have their reward in full so when you fast and if you don't fast in secret some ropes will be cut there in heaven okay i don't want to happen and ultimately when you reach there one piece will be left with with what with that what clothing will you wear i don't know okay understand this okay so blessed is the man who practices righteousness at all times that means four things at least we have looked at righteousness first is what giving in secret second praying in secret third and when when it came to giving when it came to giving we looked at one specific thing what is it give to those people who cannot give in return to you again expecting nothing so it says pure and undefiled religion before god and the father is this to visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble to keep yourselves unspotted from the world how do you should you keep yourself unspotted even you should hate the garment which is defiled by the flesh but you should save them save them like the way abraham saved lot and when they came and gave him all these things of the world he said tichi i don't want it you give to them my young men and all those fellows who came with me something you can give to them but i don't want to touch anything i want to keep myself unspotted from the world so this is all times amen may the lord give us grace let's pray father we just want to thank you father thank you thank you thank you lord you're a good god your mercy endures forever i pray lord that you will find in us and you will work in us an attitude by the spirit of the living god the attitude of christ we will that we will always be faithful in all times grant us grace to that and we pray we thank you we praise you for in jesus name amen amen god bless you all